2: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.
3: Hey, y'all, what's up, what's up, what's up? Y'all know it's your girl, Ash. (sighs) And y'all, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. So y'all already know, like I say, I'm taking a break, but I'm easing my way back into doing my shows. But you already know how I kick it off. You know, I always do my mental health check-ins. So let me go ahead and drop that right there and hold tight y'all know how your girl gets down y'all already know so hold tight cuz I got something good for y'all tonight I promise I do hold tight
4: I don't care who you are life's gonna punch you in the face
5: sometimes life will take you to your knees sometimes you have to cry Sometimes will hurt deep inside. In time of adversity, you don't have an obstacle to deal with, you have a choice to make. You can suffer or you can choose to do whatever you need to do to liberate yourself, whatever you need to do to reinvent yourself, whatever you need to do to overcome whatever you are stuck in right now. It does not have to be your residency. You keep standing no matter how rough the sea you keep standing no matter what you don't give up you keep standing no matter what you got to be bold in life ladies and gentlemen if you're not bold if you're not standing up inside yourself if you're not willing to call into being the highest and the strongest that's within you when you're facing life's challenges life will trample you But see, when you discover the truth of this goodness, this power that you have within you, that truth will set you free from ever being a victim in life. That truth will enable you to handle things with a level of equanimity that will surprise you. Getting unstuck means that you are going to start living life on your terms, rather than just gliding through every day on automatic. That you have a special power within that you know the things are going to get better for you. You know that you can handle this. And because you want some different kind of results in your life, you've got to decide that I'm gonna go all out.
6: We decide which moments define us. Will it be the moment we get knocked down? Or will it be the moment when we get back up? This is when we show the world what we're made of.
5: Listen to me, you can't give up. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But if life's got you down, I need you to get up and prove them wrong. We're all the tested in life.
3: Some of us lay the f-
5: damn. Others find a way around the Families is inevitable. It's about keeping the f- motivation to keep moving forward on the same exact path that you just failed. People who operate in darkness, they are relentless. They never stop and we have to make it our full-time job to fight back you got to put your foot down you got to get an attitude You gotta get fired up you gotta get up look at the man in the mirror and go this is what i'm doing today whether they like it or not i don't give a f. everybody's focusing on the stupidity things that they got on the news don't watch the news no more i give you the real news you know what the news is about today you and how you're gonna conquer the world and don't be disturbed because no one else can see it that's not unusual You've got to learn how to tune out the critics outside and the critic inside. You need to change on how you look at those people, what they say to you. You got to start your mind. Start preparing yourself for what's out here in life. Build confidence. Build self-esteem. So if people talk to you, it doesn't matter. That's great power in adversity. If you're a victim of any kind, Make sure you use that sh- to become successful. It's about going that extra step in you can That's what builds self-respect, self-esteem, self-discipline, all those things. Learn to not let life hijack your brain. Don't allow all these things to make you a lesser person. You must own your mind. Don't let life own yours. Everybody has a defining moment. Whatever your defining moment is, own it. And say to yourself, after today, I will do whatever it takes to become everything I can become. Raise the bar on yourself. Challenge yourself. Expect things to be great for you because you're gonna show up differently. Fight like a warrior and die a legend.
7: All right.
3: So y'all already know how I start my shows. I always want to start with my mental health check-in because like I say, mental illness is real. And that's a conversation that definitely does not to be does not need to be swept under the rug. So I want to make sure that I'm checking in with everybody, making sure your mental is good. Um, if no one has told you today, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, I know today is only Tuesday, but I hope Your week has been going great so far. And whatever it is that you're going through, head up, chest out, and it's going to get better. I promise you. Tough times don't last always. I mean, that's absolutely one of the things that I continue to tell myself daily. Um, You know, because I do still struggle. I still struggle with my mental health. I still struggle with my depression. I still struggle with my anxiety. But I tell myself every day, Ashley, you got to get up. You got to keep going. You can't give up you know, so, um, drop in the comments, let me know how y'all are feeling today. Like I say, I always do my mental health check-in. I want to make sure everyone is good. Um, tonight's episode is a must for me to do tonight. Um, because Trayvon Martin was not only our son, he was our brother. He was our nephew. He was, he was America's son. you get what I'm saying in the black community. He, um, the, the tragic murder of Trayvon Martin, um, is what prompted the black lives matter movement. So before we even jump into that tonight, again, y'all keep dropping in the comments. Let me know how y'all are feeling. Um, like I see mental health is real. It's not a game. Um, Anyone that's dealing with anything, please 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 make sure you reach out to someone before it's too late. I would rather you reach out to somebody than to take your life and we're seeing that um at an untimely rate unfortunately in the black community. So, there go my sis Yoshi, hey boo, I love you. Girl, happy fat Tuesday. So it's Mardi Gras, y'all already know, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. But again, you know, I wanted to address um, mental illness. Um, Yoshi, let me say this: This is a very trying week for me. Um, this coming Friday makes one year since the passing of my father. So um, I've had my moments today. You know, as as the day approaches, that it, you know, I've come to the realization: It's been three hundred and sixty-five, almost three hundred and sixty-five days. Since I received that phone call um telling me my father had passed away, um so I'm really trying to stay in good spirits um I'm trying to focus more on the good times that I had with my dad and not the times that I lost so um he pushes me, you know, I'm trying not to cry, I'm trying not to get emotional because I really want to push through with the show tonight um but I'm okay um like I say today was was um it was a real trying day for me. I had to go to the VA hospital. I had to get some paperwork and they really just kind of gave me the runaround, but eventually they gave it to me so I could go ahead and get my father's headstone, um, placed, um, on his burial site. Um, so it was, it was a little tough for me. It was a little difficult. So I said, you know what? I need to get back into my safe space today. So here I am. And you're right, sissy. Um, She says, you got this, sissy. No one can tell you when and how to grieve. We are here. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely, like I tell y'all all all the time, I really appreciate the love and the support that you guys have shown me thus far. I mean, even from the beginning, when I first started, when I first got on camera and had my whole breakdown, but um, it was much needed for me. Um. And just, you know, every day I just one foot in front of the other, you know, I've, I've learned now to stop rushing myself, um, and just take it day by day. So I'm learning, you know, I slip at times, but again, I'm, I'm giving myself the grace to, um, to feel that way. So, um, I love y'all. I really, truly do. I appreciate all the love and support that y'all guys continue to show me. So y'all just keep dropping in the comments. Let me know. Like I said, my mental health check-in. I want to know how y'all are feeling. I really do. Um, Yeah, I am human. Um, But like I say, I I take it with grace. I know my father is here. He's not here in body, but I know my father is here in spirit. Um, Every day that I get up and I look in the mirror, I see his face. So So he hasn't gone too far. His body is gone, but I'm still here um, as my father in human form. So I, I was blessed to have had him um, for 40 plus years. Um, some people were not blessed um, to have, hey mama, I miss her. And uh, y'all need to send a uh, Kit Kat to me. Y'all need to send my baby to me. Um, So I just, um, I'm him in human form. Um, I know he's smiling on, down on me. I know he's fussing at me because he's like, you're better than this, get your butt up and uh, get up and, and adjust your crown because I'm definitely uh, protected by all three of my kings and I absolutely, well, all four of my kings, let me correct that because um, God is number one. Uh, Send my baby to me. I just want to love and just kiss all over her face. Hopefully COVID will let us be great and I can come down to the coast. Hopefully, hopefully COVID because um, I definitely need to see you It's been a long time since I've been down there on the coast, so it's time for me to make my way down there. (laughs) So as we jump into tonight's conversation, like I say, y'all, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. So let's jump into the start of the show, and then we'll move into the meat and potatoes of the show, and then we'll end with something really beautiful. So I definitely want to touch on this so the police officers in the murder of george floyd were found guilty of federal charges yes so what does that mean you get what i'm saying what does that mean when they go to trial in june because yes they've been found guilty of the federal charges but will they be convicted in criminal in criminal court that's the million dollar question will they face the same fate as derek chauvin you know we're getting justice on the federal side but are we going to get it on the criminal side? Again, y'all, y'all have to take into consideration this is Minneapolis. We've dealt with the murder of George Floyd. We've dealt with the murder of Dante Wright. Just in recent weeks, we have just dealt with the murder of Amir Locke. Um, so I'm praying that justice finally is served for the Floyd family. And I pray that justice comes for the Locke family. So let's not forget about Amir Locke also as well. Let's not forget about Sherry Lockett. And the countless other black men and black women and black boys and black girls that have been murdered uh, at the hands of police officers who have been in fear of their life. So y'all already know. Y'all know I come with videos. Y'all know I come with clips. So I want to look at the video of the three police officers that were found guilty of federal charges in the murder of George Floyd. So hang tight.
8: This, this is what we're hearing, Joe. We're hearing that Tu tau and J. Alexander King are, being, are found guilty of those two counts against them.
4: So 2Tau guilty of failing to intervene against Derek Chauvin and 2Tau guilty of depriving George Floyd of medical care and J. Alexander King, uh, the, the rookie, uh, failure to intervene against Derek Chauvin, guilty and guilty of depriving Floyd of medical care. We
8: haven't heard about Thomas Lane quite yet.
4: So, Joe, they, if, those, if those are four guilty counts, they, they took these 39 pages of jury instructions and all that evidence, and it didn't take them long to come to a decision. It
1: didn't. I'm surprised. They must have very much been convinced as to the guilt of those two individuals, because this is really fast. I mean, less than two days, basically. I'm
8: surprised. Uh, Joe, can you talk a little bit about, I, I know that you said, and Esme talked about it a bit too, that you said that the language is willfully is unusual. Yes. Okay, now we're just getting word yes, right now. Our producer willfully- is telling us that uh, Thomas Lane also found guilty of the charges against him.
4: And that was only one charge, and that was depriving Floyd of medical care. So uh, in, in, in total, five charges against three officers and all uh, five charges uh, guilty against all three officers, so uh, guilty guilty, 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 uh, all across the board, Joe, and done quickly
1: very quickly i'm i'm definitely surprised you 're right about the conventional wisdom, definitely surprised, do you know how they answered the jury verdict form because they had to answer yes or no as to whether or not uh, the conduct n- failing to intervene caused or contributed to mr floyd's
4: death we don't but Esme's standing by and maybe we can go and ahead can and, get, and that. get that right now from here so stay tuned will you joke as we want to come back to you yes
8: let's go to esme murphy esme
9: are you there well a sweeping win for the prosecution here all three of these defendants found guilty on all counts and the answer to joe tamburino's question is that the answer was yes uh, in every single count, the jury found, for every single defendant, they found that, yes, that deprivation of rights contributed to George Floyd's death. What that means is that the sentences here will be much stiffer because they led to George Floyd's death. They could have said that it did not lead to George Floyd's death would it should have been a much lesser sentence. But this is a sweeping statement uh uh, against you know police actions and the requirement that all police need to be accountable not only for their own actions but for the actions of others i mean i think this trial really is going to go down really as a landmark in saying that and there were a lot of people who really wondered would the two rookies third and fourth day on the job out j alexander king and thomas lane would they get convicted of this what would anybody have done on their third or fourth day of the job being told what to do by a 19-year veteran in Derek Chauvin? So this is this is quite the verdict, and I think a lot of people will find it stunning and surprising. And again, the jury makeup. Uh, this is an all-white jury from very conservative areas of the state of Minnesota, but they sent a message here. They said, basically, police officers have a job and they have a duty to make sure that all of us are safe when they are in their care that if you are arrested you are in their care and you are responsible for them and that message is loud and clear from this jury but the answer to joe's question about all the questions did this contribute to george floyd's death the answer was yes on every count for every defendant
8: and as it may were the defendants in the courtroom and did you see a reaction from them or did they have a reaction at all if they were there
9: you know, I was down here in the courtroom. I've not seen any reaction. I, I have to imagine this is going to be a surprise. Because I think that there was sort of a widespread belief amongst amongst many reporters, some observers, that the case, especially against Thomas Lane, who asked twice if George Floyd could be rolled over, who who did chest compressions on Floyd when he was in the ambulance, when, of course, it was way too late, that there might be a chance that he would be acquitted. He was not. His actions were also found to be responsible for the death. And again... uh, basically i think this is a rewriting of what the police have to have to do and are required to do that if you see somebody it's, it's not what it's not what these officers did it's what they didn't do they were convicted of what they didn't do derek chauvin was convicted on state trial of what he did do and that's a big difference and i think that the jury has said it's their responsibility to make sure everything comes out all right really quite a statement here from this jury hmm hey. So let's talk
3: about this for just a moment, because, see, I want to address this. But hold up. I got some comments. Oh, yo, she tell Nairi I miss her, too. Oh, shit. Look at my stylist. Hey, boo. Y'all, that's my stylist, baby. Miss Donalise. y'all better holler at her, baby. If you want to get cute, you better go holla at my girl. Go follow her on Instagram. Because, baby, that's who keeps your girl right. Do you hear me? She done slayed these braids so they got my nappy head together. We always laugh, joke, have fun when I go. I love her so much. Y'all go holler at her, I promise, she's gonna take care of you. She's get your silk pressed, baby. Should get your edges to growing. Everything. She may not re- be able to rebuild your walls, but she can get the edges to growing. Oops, excuse me. But anyway, y'all know I got to have a little fun when I talk about that. But anyway, but I want to talk. I want to jump back into talking about the police officers that were found guilty in um, federal charges in the murder of George Floyd. So you had three, three police officers, two that had only been on the job three days, four days, and were being told by Derek Chauvin not to do anything, not to render any type of aid. Thomas Lane did ask, shouldn't we roll him over? And he asked multiple times and Derek Chauvin denied that. So I think this is a a beautiful victory. um, Now that they are starting to hold these police officers accountable. I'm still disappointed in the murder trial of Dante Wright because I feel like Kim Potter should have got more than two years, bitch. Excuse me, y'all. Let me get my language together. Y'all know how I am when it comes to this. But, you know, when it comes to the federal charges, like they said, these are stiff sentences. And you know with federal, it's day for day. There's no time served. um, So we just have to wait and see what the sentencing will be in these three convictions also the criminal trial the criminal trial if i'm not mistaken believes in begins in june if i'm not mistaken but y'all already know your girl is going to keep you updated your girl's going to keep you posted on the trial because y'all know i'm here for it i'm here for holding these police officers accountable for murdering these unarmed black men black women black boys and black girls and getting away with it um minneapolis Uh, y'all might need to pop that pipe down and y'all need to get rid of those no knock warrants. Um, I need the mayor of Minneapolis. You need to do some type of police reform because your officers are shooting first and asking questions later. So, uh, again, love, hugs and prayers to the, uh, Floyd family. Um, I pray that this continues to bring some sense of peace to your family. Um, and I hope this is an out opening. For the other police officers that are out here that are quote unquote in fear of their life that are shooting unarmed black men, unarmed black women, unarmed black girls and unarmed black boys. So black lives matter and ain't no but at the end of that. Now, stop killing us. We're tired. We're over it. We're sick and tired of it. Y'all get to go home, but we have to go visit our loved ones in the cemetery. We're sick and tired of it, period. So shout out to the prosecutors in Minneapolis for getting this one right for the Floyd family. So salute to y'all. So hold up. I got some comments. And then I definitely, definitely want to get into the meat, meat and potatoes of tonight's conversation. <sighs> all right. So Shantoria, um, So all three. Derek Chauvin was already found guilty in his uh, federal. The other three police officers that were involved were found guilty on the federal charges. All three of them um, were found guilty of uh, basically failing to render aid. And-
2: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.
3: Violating his uh, constitutional rights, basically, for failing to render aid to him. Um, they participated. They were... uh Complaced, not complacent. They were complicit. That's the word I'm trying to say in the murder of George Floyd and they were found guilty. Um, even though Thomas Lane and J Anthony Coon had only been there three or four days, I think that was like day number four. Um, they should have committed a crime to stop Derek Chauvin from kneeling on George Floyd's neck, but because they didn't, they were found guilty. So again, One time for the prosecution. I really wish they would have got it right for Dante Wright, though. Because Kim Potter, you deserve more than two years. And I'm just going to stand ten toes down about that. My sis Yoshi says, hey, yes. Nairi is my baby and she's growing up and she's so beautiful with her beautiful chocolate self. Uh, And you need to uh, let me know what I could do in regards to, you know what you got going, Yoshi. Let me know what I need to do. So Shantoria says they need to open up two other cases for baby girl killed in her home. Okay. That's all right, babe. Hey, what's up? Let's get it, GA. That's my brother, y'all. If y'all have a YouTube channel, please go like, share, and subscribe under the same name. Let's get it, GA. He is always talking about basketball. He does the NBA. I don't know the the game simulations and stuff like that very interesting. I I always pass through, um, and I always send him some love and abundance of love. Let him know that I appreciate all his love and support. So anybody that's into sports, basketball, y'all go follow my big my big brother. Let's get a GA. Oh Shantori, it's okay, babe. It's okay, pool So again, the police officers in the murder of George Floyd were found guilty of. Um, federal charges. It was five counts. um, And all of them were uh, killed. I mean, found guilty. I'm so sorry. So um, again, I will keep y'all posted when the criminal trial starts. If I'm not mistaken, again, I believe it starts in June. So uh, I'll definitely keep y'all posted because y'all know I will be talking about it. I will be following the trial. I will be coming online. We just going to do it all to make sure that uh, justice is served for the family of George Floyd. So moving on y'all, this next subject, let me say this. It really touched me and I can't believe it's been 10 years already. Um, so the meat and potatoes of the show tonight is about Trayvon Martin. Um, remembering Trayvon Martin 10 years later. Um, February 26, 2012, 17-year-old Trayvon Martin was walking home from the corner store after he had just purchased some Skittles and an Arizona watermelon drink when he was followed by George Zimmerman. Quote, unquote, wannabe cop. He was top-flight security. Um, Trayvon Martin wasn't bothering anybody. Uh, George Zimmerman called the police and said there was a suspicious person, uh, that he had never seen before that was roaming through the apartments. Uh, police, the 911 dispatcher told him to please stand down. Police officers were on the way. George Zimmerman took it upon himself to be a police officer and he's not. And Trayvon Martin was murdered. Um, I can't believe it's been 10 years, you guys, um, Again, the murder of Trayvon Martin is what sparked the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And I want to take the time because I want to remember Trayvon Martin. I don't care what the media has said about him. I don't care that he smoked weed. I don't care that he skipped school or or whatever the situation was. That was still somebody's child. You'll get what I'm saying. And I really feel like the city of Sanford You really let the Martin family down. You really, truly did. You went in. I understand you guys wanted a conviction, but you should have started small. You guys went in and you thought you had a slam dunk. And what happened? George Zimmerman walked. He's free to roam and still terrorize people. He's signing autographs. He, I remember he filed a lawsuit against uh, the family of Trayvon Martin and uh, that didn't go anywhere. Um, A very sick individual, um, if you ask me. Um, Just, when you think about Trayvon Martin, that could have been your son. That could have been your brother, your cousin, Your friend, you know, I look back 10 years ago and I remember going uh, downtown Houston and protesting, had my hoodie on, I had my Skittles, I had my watermelon Arizona drink. I remember so vividly standing in front of city hall pleading for justice pleading that justice would have come to this family only for this family to sit and watch their son murdered again. Um, Do I wish things would have gone differently? Absolutely. Uh, So I want to play this this video. Then I want to go back. And then I want to talk about the verdict in the murder of Trayvon Martin. Where were you? How did you feel? What, you know, I want, I want these answers to the questions. How far have we come in 10 years? Because it's still happening. So I wanna play this video real quick for you guys.
6: It is a story that no one can stop talking about, the shooting of Trayvon Martin. It seems like every day we learn about a new piece of the puzzle and every day the outrage only seems to grow. But rather than allow the rhetoric to overshadow the facts of this case, we're going to step back and walk you through the night that Trayvon Martin was killed minute by minute. 7:11 p.m., February 26th, a rainy night in Sanford, Florida. George Zimmerman calls 911 to report a suspicious person in his neighborhood. That call would last four minutes.
5: Hey, we've had some break-ins in my neighborhood, and there's a real suspicious guy, uh, Um, the best address I can give you, this guy looks like he's up to no good or he's on drugs or something. It's raining and he's just walking around looking about. Okay, and this guy, is he white, black or Hispanic? He looks black. Did you see what he was wearing? Yeah, a dark hoodie, like a gray hoodie, and either jeans or sweatpants and white tennis shoes. He's here now. He's just staring.
6: 712. Phone records show Trayvon Martin is on the phone with his girlfriend. 713. Zimmerman is giving the dispatcher directions when he says the subject took off. Are you following him? Yeah. Okay. We don't need you to do that. Okay. 715. Zimmerman hangs up with 911.
10: Okay. No problem. I'll let them know to call you when they're in
4: the area. Thanks.
6: You're welcome. At the same time, at 7.15, Trayvon Martin's girlfriend tells ABC News she's still on the phone with him.
7: He said his man was watching him. Trayvon so said, what are you following me for? And the man said, what you, what you uh, say, what doing around here?
11: Somebody pushed
6: Trayvon, because I have to this bell. 7.16, the line goes dead. At about the same time, a neighbor's call to 911 reveals background screaming and then a gunshot.
2: Do you need police, fire, medical?
8: Um, maybe both. I'm not sure. There's just someone screaming
2: outside. Okay, and is it a male or female?
8: It sounds like a male. Okay.
2: And you don't know why?
8: I don't know why. I think they're yelling help, but I don't know. Just send someone quick, up. Okay. Does he look hurt? I can't see him. I don't want to go out there. I don't know what's going on. So. They're sending.
2: So you think he's yelling help? Yes. Alright, what is your number? You just hear gunshots? Yes.
6: How many? First one. Seven seventeen. Officer Timothy Smith, the first to arrive, and according to the partial police report, the officer says I was advised by the dispatch that the report of shots fired. And in the span of two minutes, Smith canvasses the scene, spots George Zimmerman wearing a red jacket and blue jeans, observes a black male wearing a gray hooded sweatshirt laying face down in the grass, questions the man in the red jacket who admits to shooting the subject and still being armed, secures a 9mm gun and places the man in handcuffs. The officer observes the man in handcuffs bleeding from the nose and the back of his head, according to the police report. All of this in about two minutes, the police report says a very tight time window, according to senior law enforcement instructor, Alex Manning.
7: You really want to know what happened in those couple of minutes. Were they still running? Was he walking around uh, looking for Trayvon or was Trayvon heading out of there? So in those two minutes, you really don't know what exactly happened.
6: 7:19. two minutes after Smith, a second officer arrives, Ricardo Ayala who observes Zimmerman already in Officer Smith's custody. Sometime between 7.19 and 7.30, Ayella says he tries to get a response from the subject on the ground. A sergeant arrives, checks a pulse. There is none. And both officers begin CPR. Another sergeant arrives and takes over chest compressions from Officer Ayella. The fire department arrives, attempts to revive the subject. And at 7.30, a paramedic pronounces the subject, Trayvon Martin, dead. Then the police report says Zimmerman is placed in the back of Officer Smith's patrol car and given first aid. But exactly when that happened is a matter of dispute. Criminal defense attorney, Holly Hughes.
7: We don't even know what time the EMTs arrived. If it took them five additional minutes to arrive, you're now down to five minutes
3: for them to perform a complete medical examination on him. If he's in that bad a shape, they're not going to do something that takes five minutes. They're gonna bandage him if he's got a gushing gash in the back of his head.
6: The timestamp on this Sanford police surveillance video shows Zimmerman and officers arriving at the station at 752, 35 minutes after the first officer arrived at the crime scene. The police station is a 15-minute drive away. Earlier, I was joined by Alex Manning, a senior law enforcement instructor, and I asked her after she just saw what she just saw, uh, what that timeline revealed to her. Here's what she had to say.
7: This reveals there was little, if any, medical attention given to George Zimmerman. If the paramedics were with Trayvon Martin until 7.30 when they pronounced him dead, according to my calculations, I have taken about 14 to 15 minutes the poli- to, from them to get Zimmerman from the scene to the police station. I have them only attending to Mr. Zimmerman between 7.30 and 7.38, about eight minutes to do an assessment to treat him for any wounds. He wasn't injured that bad.
6: Wow. And as a law enforcement person, you are taking a stand and saying that you can't believe it within that amount of time.
7: I can't believe it, unless I'm missing something. This is a partial report, but if I just look at what I have, eight minutes is the most time they spent treating Mr. Zimmerman.
3: (laughs) So, listening to that takes me back to that day, 10 years ago. And again, the police, the 911 the, dispatcher told you, we don't need you following him. But you want to be Billy Badass and get out there like you top flight security of the world. And this young man ends up dead. You say he's just staring at you. Well, what do you expect some stranger following you? You're going to stand there and, and lead them to where you live. You don't know what that person is, is going to do to you. Trayvon Martin was more afraid of you than you were of him. But yet you ended his life because he whooped your ass out there because you were bothering him. You should have left them alone. I'm still angry about this 10 years leader. Because. This this sicko, this psychopath who wanted to be a police officer so bad and never could be a police officer, you decided to try to be one that night and Trayvon Martin's life ended. For what? All you had to do was follow simple directions. They told you, we don't need you following him. We will call you when we're in the area. But you followed him. You got your ass kicked and you shot this boy. And we're supposed to be okay with that. 10 years later, I'm still pissed. Cause Trayvon Martin is my son. Trayvon Martin is your son. That's your brother. That's your cousin, your nephew. Trayvon Martin is you. You get what I'm saying? Every black boy Young black boy that walks around is a Trayvon Martin. They are a Mike Brown. They are a Jordan Davis. And the list goes on and on. A Tamir Rice. The list just goes on and on and on and on. So, do I feel like we've come far in 10 years? Absolutely not. It's like it's getting worse. You know. So let's get it. GA says, oh, I remember this like it was yesterday, sis. They got the fighting and Trayvon whooped George Zimmerman's ass and he couldn't take it. Let's put it all out there, sis. Zimmerman was was looking for trouble. Exactly. Again, if you listen to the 911 call, you hear the dispatcher tell him, we don't need you following him. Basically, stand back. I got officers, officers en route. They on the way. We gonna take it from here. You're not a police officer. You were you are a uh, uh, what they call them a uh, uh, neighborhood watchman, security guard. That's all you were. You were looking for trouble. You started following him. He wasn't bothering anybody. He was on the phone. Clearly, it states the records show Trayvon Martin was on the phone talking to his girlfriend as he was walking home from the store. He's on the phone with his girlfriend. The girlfriend hears him asking this person, why are you following me? You approached Trayvon Martin first. You provoked him. You antagonized the situation. But you somehow are the victim. Houseway, make it make sense to me. Make me understand how you're the victim. And you antagonized him. I don't get it. So Javert says, this tragedy affected my life in a horrific way. Even being a black woman, I was afraid to wear hoodies for a while, but teas and candy in general all at the same time. I had to explain to my brother's cousins about adjusting their daily wear or doing things because of a fool. Right. And And that's sad that we have to tell our black boys and our black men, pull that hoodie off your head. Even our black daughters, pull that hoodie off your head. We don't want you to end up like Trayvon Martin. So sad. 17 years old. Trayvon would have been 27 this year, y'all. Just imagine the life he would have been living right now. Big deal, he smoked weed. Everybody smokes weed. And he got in trouble at school. Who hadn't gotten in trouble at school? That was still somebody's shy that y'all robbed. And then another boy, and I want to pick with you, Sanford, the city of Sanford, Florida, that baby's body laid in the morgue for how many days before you notified the family? Very sickening, very sickening, very sad that you guys let this family down. Hey Christopher Michael, yes Lord, I'm, I'm definitely heartbroken still even though it's been ten years it still stings like it like it did 10 years ago because I worry about my own son. You know, I worry about when my son goes out to hang with his friends when he's driving home from work or when he's out and he's got his little hoodie on, I worry about my child. you know, George Zimmerman hell awaits you and the more the most sickening part of all of this is that you tried to profit off of this you tried to make a profit off of this how could you you are the most despicable human being that walks this earth you robbed a young man of his life all because you couldn't be a police officer but you chose to Try to be a police officer that night. And you got away with it. Got away with it. I look at Trayvon Martin, y'all. Let me let me pull this up. I look at this baby, y'all. Cause he was just a baby. I look at this 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 baby. A young man whose life. Ended prematurely at the hands of a coward. Someone that couldn't take a a ass whooping. You got beat up. So that warranted you the right to shoot this baby in his chest. Then you lied and said, oh, he was reaching for your gun. But how if you were sitting on top of him? And that was one of the things the 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 prosecution failed to do. You fail to prove that George Zimmerman killed this man, this baby, this little boy who had his whole life ahead of him, and it was taken prematurely by this animal right here, a monster, someone that you poked the bear when the bear attacked, now you're the victim. Again, I, make it make sense to me. How are you the victim? And you provoked the situation. They told you, stop, stand down. We got this, we we have officers on the way. Ms. Santoria says, I remember that as well. I started explaining to my son how strong he was as a black man in America. And you have to do that. We have to keep encouraging our sons. You get what I'm saying? Our black boys, we have to keep encouraging our black men and let them know that they are something. We have to let them know and keep affirming to them that y'all are everything to us. You get what I'm saying? And I say this to say because America doesn't think y'all are anything. But I'm the first one to say that I think black men, black women, black boys and black girls, y'all are the shit. We are the shit. And can't nobody tell us differently. So to every black man, every black boy in America, I love you. I rock with you. I stand with you. I hold it ten toes down with you. I got your back. You'll get what I'm saying. When y'all are out there fighting, I'm right there next to you.
11: Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's.
7: McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover.
11: We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. ba da pa ba
3: That's my duty as a black woman is to stand behind or no, let me, let me rephrase that. I'm supposed to stand beside my black men and my black boys, my black girls and my black women. I'm supposed to do that. We're supposed to do that as a community. You get what I'm saying? We're supposed to protect each other. And we're not doing that. And I don't understand. Big Brother Will, hey! Y'all tap in with my brother. He has the ADHD Hour podcast, and he has the Black Mail podcast. Y'all tap in with him. He's coming back soon. So don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Stay on the lookout for some beautiful collaborations that we have coming up. Stay tuned for that. So Will Third says, if he hadn't had a gun, that coward wouldn't have had the nuts to confront him. Absolutely. It, it's like... You're called and you say, I see someone suspicious. Okay, you do. They're telling you, stand down. We got people on the way. We don't need you following him. Stop following him. Basically, is what they told him. Stop following him. Leave him alone. But no, you want to march your Teletubby ass out there. You want to be a police officer so bad because you never could make it on the force. And you killed this young man. And I'm going to keep saying that. Because Trayvon Martin should still be here with us today. I don't care, and I'm going to say this again, I don't care if he smoked weed, I don't care if he skipped school, I don't care if he had been in trouble with his parents, that was still somebody's baby whose life was innocently taken. For what? He wasn't bothering anybody. Show me the proof where he was bothering somebody. He was walking from the store, he was on the phone with his girlfriend. He purchased some Skittles. He purchased a watermelon Arizona drink and his life ended. And he had a hoodie on. But according to the reports, it was raining that night. So why wouldn't he have the hoodie over his head? You get what I'm saying? It's raining. So, George Zimmerman, one plus one don't equal three, baby. It don't. You, 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 again, hell awaits you, sir. And I can't wait until you stand before God and justice is really served. We may not have gotten justice here on earth, but trust and believe, baby, we're going to get it in the afterlife. You can count on that. You can clip that. You can book that. You can write that down. But you're going to have to deal with God on judgment day for what you did and everything that you continue to do. The way you tried to profit off this young man's death, you're sick. You are sick and you need help. Oh, Lord, y'all. That's just Yoshi say to this day, it still sickens me to my stomach. Miss Shantoria says, I taught my son to lead, and one thing stuck to my son was think like a man, act like a king, and to lead, be a leader. Absolutely. And that's one of the things we have to start implanting in our children. Teach them to be leaders. you get what I'm saying. Show them. Don't be a follower, be a leader, stand out, be your own person. Stop trying to be like everybody else and be yourself. But we got to start supporting our black men. We got to start supporting our black women. We got to start supporting our black sister, our black girls, our black boys. We got to stand 10 toes behind beside them. Let me correct that. Cause we in this fight together. All of us are raising a black child. Or we are a black woman, black man, black girl, black boy, and we endure this every day. And it's sad to this day. We still have to sit down and have those talks with our children. Don't do this. if the Don't make any sudden moves if you get pulled over by the police. Make sure you keep your hands on the steering wheel. You, you know, I'm tired of having those conversations. I want my children to be able to go out and live regular lives, and I don't have to have this conversation with them. Praying that my babies make it back to me. Praying that their interactions with the police don't end up where I'm putting my babies in a cemetery. That's where I'm at mentally. You know, I pray for that. I pray that I don't have to turn around and do a show for someone close to me who's lost their child or their loved one unjustly. So I pray for that every day. I ask God every day, keep my brothers and my sisters covered. Allow them, when they go out into the world, to make it back home to their families. I pray for that. So if nobody has told you today, I pray for you, and God has you covered. Chantoria says, my son knows his black history, not only that, but all the laws. And that's another thing, y'all. We need to get educated on these laws. We've got to know them. So when we get pulled over by these police officers and they try to pull that wool over our eyes, we need to be able to read them like books in a library. Do you hear me? We need to know the law because they can't use against us what we know. You get what I'm saying? So that's another thing. We need to get educated. We need to read. Learn your law so that way if you're ever pulled over by the police, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. You know what's by, what's in violation and what's not in violation of your constitutional rights. Those are things that we need to know. And I think, big brother Will, we need to really do an episode about that. So let's, let's, let's link. Um, I'm going out of town tomorrow, but let's, let's link and let's, let's talk and let's get some collaborations going on in regards to the laws in all the states. Let's get it. GA say, amen, sis, we're in this together. Absolutely. Y'all are not in the saloon. That's, I I want y'all to know that, that I don't get up here and host these spaces and have these conversations just for my well being. I get up here and I host these spaces in support of the black men to bring awareness, to let people know we not going no more. We not our ancestors. You get what I'm saying? We standing ten toes down in the shit now. We standing toe to toe with you. We're not playing with y'all no more. We're not doing that. Hey, brother, I love your back. I love, love, love your back. Appreciate you tuning in tonight, too. Um, but we're not going. Y'all understand, we're not going. We we, we standing ten toes down with our ancestors on it. Like, we fighting. We coming locked and loaded and we're ready. So, we saw the video of the shooting. I want to talk about where were y'all when the verdict came down? in the murder trial of Trayvon Morton. Hold tight and let's watch this clip.
12: Please be seated. Uh, Members of the jury, have you reached a verdict? If you'll please fold the verdict form and hand it to Deputy Deputy Jarvis. Okay. If you'll please publish the verdict.
2: In the Circuit Court of the Eighteenth Judicial Circuit in and for Seminole County, Florida, State of Florida versus George Zimmerman, verdict. we, the jury, find George Zimmerman not guilty. So say we all four person.
12: Does either side want to pull the jury? We would, Your Honor. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as I mean, ladies, I'm sorry, as your juror number is being called, please answer whether this is your verdict.
2: Juror B29, <laughs> is this your verdict? Yes. Juror B76, is this your verdict? Yes. Juror B37, is this your verdict? Yes. Juror B, 51, is this your verdict? Yes. Juror E, 6, is this your verdict? Yes. Juror E, 40, is this your verdict? Yes.
12: Thank you. Ladies, I wish to thank you for your time and consideration of this case. I also wish to advise you of some very special privileges enjoyed by jurors. No juror could ever be required to talk about the discussions that occurred in the jury room except by court order. For many centuries, our society has relied upon juries for consideration of difficult cases. We have recognized for hundreds of years that a jury's deliberations, discussions, and votes should remain their private affair as long as they wish it. Therefore, the law gives you an unique, unique privilege not to speak about the jury's work. Although you are at liberty to speak with anyone about your deliberations, you are also at liberty to refuse to speak to anyone. A request to discuss either your verdict or your deliberations may come from those who are simply curious, from those who might seek to find fault with you, from the media, from the attorneys, or elsewhere. It will be up to you to decide whether to preserve your privacy as a juror. Um, Is there anything we need to take up before the jury, before they're sent back to the jury room to be discharged? No,
5: Your Honor. No, Your Honor.
12: Thank you. Ladies, ladies, thank you very much. You'll be taken back to the jury room to be discharged. (laughs) Let
3: me tell y'all what got beside me was the fact that the judge was up there smiling and grinning as if she knew. George Zimmerman was, was going to be found not guilty. That's what did it for me. And as I, I, again, as I reflect on this 10 years later, and I watched the trial from beginning to end, and the prosecution, you absolutely failed. Sabrina Fulton and Tracy Martin, which is the mother and father of Trayvon Martin. You absolutely failed them. You stood by. And you allowed their son to be murdered all over again in front of them. Because I know Miss Angela, who at the time was the district attorney was up for reelection, I believe at the time. So that's why she was going so hard because if she would have got a guilty verdict, that would have secured her place again as district district attorney excuse me, but you failed. You dropped the ball tremendously. You did not do what was in the best interest of Trayvon Martin. You never even humanized him. You never made the verdict walk in the shoes of Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin was afraid. He didn't know who that was following him. You know, he's he's coming from the store, he's on the phone, then all of a sudden somebody's following you. You're like, who the hell is this following me? You want to know. So you're going to ask the questions. Trayvon Martin reacted the way any normal human being would have acted had they have been followed by someone that they don't know. So Trayvon Martin didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything out of the ordinary that any other person in this world wouldn't do. Somebody's following you. Yeah, you're going to turn around and say, well, why are you following me? You're going to ask that. Everything he did, he did exactly what we would have done. Because if I see somebody following me, why are you following me? You know, I'm looking. I want to know what the hell you, what the hell are you following me for. So he did what was right. So I do want to ask the question. Where were you when the verdict was read? What was going through your mind when that verdict came down when. George Zimmerman was found not guilty. I was. I wish I could pull up the video. But I remember. I was sitting on my sofa. And uh, when the verdict came down, a sense of sadness came over me because I said no justice was served for this baby. No justice. This baby gone down as he was walking home from the store. Wasn't bothering anybody You say, oh, there was reports of break-ins in the area. Police told you, oh, I'm so sorry. The dispatcher told you, we don't need you following him. We've got officers on the way. But you decided that you wanted to take matters into your own hands. And as a result of that, a life was lost. How do you even sleep at night knowing that you took an innocent life? Yeah, I heard all the rah-rah. The oh, he smoked. Oh, he was a thug. Oh, he's got pictures with guns. Oh, he's taking pictures with his middle fingers up. Okay, and was he doing that walking home from the store? He was on the phone talking to his girlfriend. So what? He was high. He he had the munchies. He went to the store to get some Skittles and a watermelon drink. Who ain't smoked no who ain't never been high and got the munchies and went and got something to snack on? Who hasn't? So let's eliminate that. Let's throw that out the window. And let's humanize Trayvon Martin for a moment. This was a 17-year-old boy who had his, I'm sorry, a 17-year-old young black male who had his whole life ahead of him that was cut down by a coward. By a coward. And you took his life. All because you wanted to play cops and robbers that night. All because... You wanted to show that you're this big, tough guy. Oh, I could be a police officer, but you never could make it into the academy. So, therefore, you had to settle for just being a night watchman. I'm so sorry. Top flight security of the city. Not the world, but the city. You had to settle for that because that's all you could do. You couldn't be a police officer. So, you decided you want to go out there. You want to stomp with the big dogs, and you killed this boy. But you instigated it. You poked the hornet's nest. You got upset when you got stung. Maybe next time you'll leave people alone. Maybe next time you'll let the real police officers do their job. Maybe that's what you'll do. Let this be a lesson learned. Leave people alone. Trayvon wasn't doing anything. Minding his own little business. Walking back to his dad's house and never made it back home. And again, this baby's body laid in the morgue, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was three days before they even identified who he was, before they even notified the parents that their son was laying in this morgue. And here we are, 10 years later, still mourning the loss of our loved one, Trayvon Martin. We're still here. And the stories don't end with Trayvon Martin. We lost Tamir Rice. We lost Jordan Davis. We lost Mike Brown. We lost Philando Castile. We lost Alton Sterling. We lost Breonna Taylor. We've lost George Floyd. We lost Amir Locke. We lost Sherion Lockett. We lost Dante Wright. Sandra Bland, Botham Jean, a Tatiana Jefferson. Shall I continue? The list didn't stop at Trayvon. It escalated. And years prior to that, we lost Sean Bell. We lost Amadou Diallo. When is it going to stop? Let's get it, GA. Say, of course, all white women with a not guilty verdict. Bullshit. Hey, that's the prosecution's fault. Had they have humanized Trayvon Martin, had they have played the sympathy card, they probably could have got a conviction. They possibly could, but they didn't. Angela Corey was so worried about securing her spot as district attorney again, you dropped the ball. You failed Trayvon Martin. Just like the countless other people that you failed in Sanford, Florida. Hell, y'all let Casey Anthony walk in, and we all know Casey Anthony murdered her daughter. We know this. Hence, the same attorney that George Zimmerman had was the same attorney that got Casey Anthony off for murdering her daughter. Go figure. One plus one equals three, y'all. Yoshi said it still doesn't justify that bastard to take a life. She said he couldn't be either because he didn't know how to protect the community. He didn't know how to do anything but ride around in a little toy car with a little orange light on the top. woo woo hoo Security guard. And this baby. This baby. Here we are. Look at all the countless people out there. We are Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin was your son. Trayvon Martin was your brother. Trayvon Martin was your loved one. You get what I'm saying? That's who Trayvon Martin was. He was somebody's son. He was somebody's boyfriend. He was somebody's loved one. You get what I'm saying? Life prematurely taken. Who knows what could have come of this? Who knows? Who knows? I want to know. Y'all drop in the comments. Let me know. Where were y'all when the verdict was read? Like I said, I was sitting at home on the couch, and I was watching it as, as the verdict came down, and it was very somber to me because it was complete silence in the house. Because we were all pushing, we were all rooting for a guilty verdict. Only to be let down. Almost like being spit in the face. We prayed for a conviction. Oh, yeah. And Ahmaud Arbery. We lost Ahmaud Arbery. You know, brother, it's, it's so many names that we just, we get lost in... in, in we get lost. It's almost like we become numb to this. Again, at the time Trayvon Martin was murdered and the verdict came down. Where were you? Drop in the comments and let me know where were you when the verdict was read? What were you feeling? What was going through your mind when they said not guilty? Cause I could tell you, my win. Will, my wheels got the spinning. I, I hugged my son a little tighter that night because that was my Trayvon Martin. My daughter is, is Sandra Bland. My baby girl is Rekia Boyd. My baby girl is Brianna Taylor. My baby is Ayanna Stanley Jefferson.
2: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.
3: My son is Ahmad Arbery. My son is Mike Brown. My son is Tamir Rice. I'm Sandra Bland. I'm Brianna Taylor. It still stings. Like it did yesterday. Like it did 10 years ago. It stings. It, it hurts. And it's like they keep putting these band-aids on us just to rip them up back off. They snatch the band-aid off of us and want us to heal. But you're killing us at alarming rates and y'all are getting away with this. Y'all are murdering these unarmed black men, black women, black boys, black girls. Cause you say, oh, I was in fear of my life. Oh, he had a gun. Rashad Brooks. That was the young man that was killed in Atlanta, as he was in the drive through at Wendy's, shot in the back. Will it ever stop? Or when will it stop? Will we start to hold these police officers accountable in the unjust murders of these countless black men and black women? George Zimmerman was just one. But what about the countless other ones that go home? I can only be disappointed in us because we're responsible for those elected officials that you see sit up and dictate our counties. Or if you're in Louisiana, your parish. We put those in those positions. So I say that to see early election started here in Houston. Get out there and go vote. But first learn who you're voting for. Learn the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows of this person. And don't just bubble in a circle just because they look good to you. What do they stand behind? Do they support? People of color, do they want to see change in the black community? We're responsible for the superintendent. We're responsible for your sheriffs. We're responsible for this. So we have to hold ourselves accountable to go out and make a difference. Ten years, y'all. Ten years. Yoshi says she was at work numb when the verdict came down. So I wanna roll into this clip as we listen to the family reflect on losing Trayvon Martin 10 years ago, February the 26th. Welcome back
11: to CBS Saturday Morning. We begin this half hour with a case that gripped and divided America. Today marks 10 years since the death of Trayvon Martin. The unarmed black teenager was shot and killed by Neighborhood Watch volunteer George Zimmerman during an altercation. The ensuing trial in which Zimmerman was acquitted of Martin's murder raised questions about race and law enforcement and was the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement. To observe the anniversary tonight, CBS presents Trayvon Martin 10 years later. Mark Strassman has a preview.
4: Local 6 News starts now.
11: With a Sunday
1: night local news story. Officers were called to the Twin Lake townhomes in Sanford last night. Trayvon Martin's legacy almost died the night he
5: did. The man had been shot and killed. The shooting suspect surrendered to police.
1: Near Orlando, a Neighborhood Watch volunteer called 911 to report a suspicious person. This guy looks like he's up to no good. That guy was 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, heading back from a convenience store doing nothing wrong. Are you following him? Yeah, uh, we don't need you to do that. But George Zimmerman, that Neighborhood Watch volunteer, confronted Martin anyway. He showed police later how they fought on the ground. He just kept slamming and slamming. And losing the fight, he fatally shot the teenager. I felt his arm going down to my side, and I grabbed it, and I just grabbed my firearm and I shot him. Days went by. No arrest. Police said Florida's stand-your-ground law protected Zimmerman's claim of self-defense. Tracy Martin, Trayvon's father, remembers.
10: We had an admitted killer. We had the actual weapon, but we didn't have an arrest.
1: Outraged? outrage. At that point, do you have the sense that anybody cared? No, no. Attorney Ben Crump represents the Martin family. And literally, they were saying
10: to me, okay, being a a, a black kid got killed, that happens all the time in America. What's so significant about this? My kid went to the morgue and this guy went home and went to sleep in his bed. Uh, There's no justice in that. Martin's family
1: was in disbelief.
10: And I remember we did the first national interview Mm -hmm. with you, Mark Strauss, and CBS because you all were the first people who said you would do it. And we are grateful eternally for that. It was just painful to to see that there had been a, a killing of a young black unarmed teenager. Your son. My son,
1: and there was nothing being said or done about it. Trayvon. Trayvon. Trayvon Martin. Right away, more news outlets reported the story. Shame on,
11: shame on, separate PD.
1: Pressure built on police. Who do
11: we want?
1: Florida's governor appointed a special state prosecutor. A national conversation exploded about we racial justice. Me are Trayvon Martin. Within three weeks, he's a household name. Yeah.
10: Social media was starting to take hold and they all hashtag Trayvon Martin Life Matters. LeBron James and the Miami Heat, they put on the hoodies and they said we're all Trayvon. And then they had this thing called the Million Hoodie Rally.
6: What are you gonna
10: do? <laughs> Up in New York, they shut down
1: New York. Sabrina Fulton, Trayvon's mother.
7: President Obama has made his own concerns very clear in very personal terms. Even in the White House,
1: Trayvon Martin's name inspired soul searching.
7: How on earth could a young
12: teenager walking down the street eating Skittles, minding his own business, end up dead? How does that happen in America?
1: Valerie Jarrett, former President Obama's senior advisor. A month after the shooting, she remembers him telling staff in the Oval Office he wanted to talk about Trayvon.
12: This was a very personal decision he made to try to lift up this story and make it a teaching moment.
4: You know, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. All of us. And
12: what President Obama wanted to do was to broaden the reach of that statement, to reach all Americans, not
11: just ones. It's
4: amazing to think 10 years.
11: It is about a right, it's not about a black and white thing, it's about a right and wrong thing, and that's what it's always been about. It's
12: so much sorrow, mm-hmm. and this collective sorrow, and the channeling of that sorrow, and demanding change. I mean, looking back at that, it feels like it was just yesterday. It's hard to believe it's yeah. been 10 years.
0: One of those moments that always stuck with me then, and still does now, is listening to that 911 call, mm-hmm. when George Zimmerman yes. called and said, I'm following him, and they said, well, yeah, don't we don't, do we don't need you to do that.
11: We don't need you to do that. Yeah, I, w- I was down with Mark covering it, um, and it was still, uh, it was such an emotional time covering mm-hmm. the trial and then the reaction When George Zimmerman was acquitted, it was tough for a lot of people. Incredible,
12: powerful reporting by Mark Strassman and all of our teams. Trayvon Martin, 10 years later, can be seen tonight on CBS News, streaming at 8 Eastern. You can also see it tonight at 10 Eastern on the Smithsonian Channel and on BET on Monday night at 8 Eastern.
3: So I go back as we remember Trayvon Martin 10 years later, it still stings like it did 10 years ago. Because not only did we lose Trayvon, we lost Jordan Davis soon after, who was also killed in Florida sitting at the gas station with his friends, they had the music playing, and was killed. Sabrina Fulton has to be one of the most strongest, beautiful black women that I know. Uh, Tracy Martin, one of the most strongest black men that I know that even 10 years later, still wants his son remembered. Not for what he did, but for who he was, you know. Trayvon Martin was, he was your typical 17 year old teenager, typical, whose life was cut short so tragically. So in remembrance of Trayvon Martin, I do ask that we please, please, please take a moment of silence and remember the beautiful young man that we lost 10 years ago on February 26, 2012. <sighs> Trayvon, we absolutely... Live on in our hearts. He will never be forgotten. Remember. Say his name. So on a positive note, to lift everyone up, Happy Mardi Gras! We made it. It is Fat Tuesday. Uh, We made it. L'Azé Le Bon Toms Roulé. That's where we are today. You see, your girl, I got my, got my back Necklace on, got my Mardi Gras t-shirt on, got my purple lipstick on tonight. I want to celebrate. I want to lift the spirits tonight. Yes, it was somber for just a moment because I wanted to remember Trayvon Martin. I wanted us to go back to where we were 10 years prior and remember him. But I want to celebrate Mardi Gras as well. Y'all already know your girl got some music. So let me play a little something because I do want to know. Lent starts tomorrow. What are you giving up for 40 days? So let's get us a little music playing. Let's kind of lift the spirits a little bit. Let's have a little fun as we go ahead and we bring the show to a close. Let's do it. No, the DJ. y'all happy mardi gras y'all know i wanted to end with something so beautiful like i say i wanted to lift the spirits i wanted to bring the energy back up because i didn't want to end on such a sad and somber note y'all know i don't like to end my shows like that um but again happy mardi gras to everyone um what are you giving up for 40 days me i'm doing pork I'm going to give up pork for 40 days, so that means no more of my ham sandwiches. That means I got to eat all the rest of my ham. But that's really all I eat. Like, I don't do bacon, but that's what I'm giving up for 40 days. I mean, you know, like I say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Like I say, drop in the comments. Let me know what are you giving up for Lent. And as the comments roll in, let me say this. Um... As I roll into my final thoughts for tonight and bring my show to a close. Um, Do I feel like we've made any headway? Uh, Not too much. All these police officers that are killing these unarmed black men and black women need to start being held accountable. Stop giving them a slap on the wrist because they get to go home and these these families are forced to visit their loved ones in a cemetery. In regards to the murder of George Floyd and the three police officers found guilty of federal charges, yeah, no, it won't bring George Floyd back, but I hope it does bring some type of peace to the Floyd family my heart goes out to his daughter who has to grow up without a father. All because a police officer walked around with his ass on his shoulders and wanted to be a big man. And the other three police officers that were complicit in the murder of George Floyd that stood by and did nothing. There's a hot place in hell for y'all Y'all weren't innocent. In regards to remembering Trayvon Martin, let's remember the human side of Trayvon Martin. Not what he did, but who he was. Let's continue to pray for the countless other black boys and black men that are murdered unjustly. And there's no accountability for it. As I stated, I do these shows to continue to bring awareness. So these stories are never forgotten. So these names are never forgotten. Because it could be you one day. You could be reaching out to me asking me to share your loved one's story. I do this because I'm a, I'm a mother raising three beautiful black children in this cruel, unjust world. So I would hope y'all would do the same for me if the tables were turned. It still stings. Trayvon, you are absolutely missed. Jordan Davis, the countless other that have been murdered unjustly we love and we miss you tremendously. On that note, y'all don't forget tap in where Black Girl Interrupted. I'm live every Tuesday, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can follow me. I'm on all the streaming platforms. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Clubhouse. I'm on Riff. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, no Apple Podcast. I'm on Google Podcast. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Pandora. I'm all over the place. Put in Black Girl Interrupted. Show your girl some love. Um, again, I can't stress enough how I appreciate the continuous love and support that you guys show me. Um on each and every episode. I appreciate y'all showing up, commenting, loving, sharing, liking, everything that just means so much to me um again i'm easing back into my shows i have not set a specific date as to when i'm going to be back on every tuesday and every thursday um but as of right now i still say june um it could be sooner um like I say, I'm just giving myself the time and the grace to get back um into the space. That way my energy could be very conducive, not only to my audience and to my supporters, but also to myself. So, um, I do love you guys. Um, I hope everyone has a great week. I hope your weekend is great. Again, happy Mardi Gras to everybody that tuned in tonight. Um, Think about what you're giving up for Lent. You know, what are you giving up for 40 days? Um, Whether it be cussing, whether it be smoking, drinking, whatever it is, you're going to make it keep your head up, stand 10 toes down in everything that you do. So on that note, I love y'all. Again, it was good to see y'all again tonight. Uh, I promise I won't stay gone too long, uh, but... I love you guys, everyone. Have a good night, and I'll see you next time. Bye.
5: Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say. It's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter.
11: Ooh. Hot, 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 hot.
2: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.